Good morning, Edinburgh. That's right. It's 9 a.m. It's time for the Morning After Sports Show, and I am your host, Tubby, bringing you all of the latest news, rumors, innuendos about sports. Uh, We're covering not only your local Edinburgh sports right here on campus, but also the national news that you want to get into. Um, Right now, the talk of the town is... Well, I guess there's this thing, it's called the Super Bowl, and it's kind of a big deal. Tom Brady and the Patriots are in it again. Yeah, I really don't care. Um, and But for some of those who are local, I know there's some Philly kids out there. Your Eagles are in the Super Bowl this year. So we'll get into more of that, the matchups. Can the Eagles actually pull off? The upset um, against Tom Brady, who will be the first ever 40-year-old quarterback to start in a Super Bowl, I read somewhere. But more importantly, ladies and gentlemen, we have some serious basketball to talk about. That's right. I said basketball. I know. It's weird coming from me. I'm. Trust me. You could probably fit the amount of my basketball knowledge into a pen cap. Okay, I don't know much, but what I do know is this. Your ladies' basketball team here at Edinburgh are really, really good. How good? Well, they ended up winning last night, beating Pitt-Johnstown 76-53. to Standouts in this game include Sierra Roston, who had 16 points, had eight field goals, played 32 minutes, had an average of 41% or 47% from the field. John Tay Walton had 14 points with six field goals, played 33 minutes for an average of 54% from the field. Michaela Barnes had 11 points, four field goals made, played 36 minutes for an average of a field goal percentage of 44%. Anya Vaughn had 10 points, had three field goals made, played 18 minutes, and had a field goal average of 33%. So, again, um, this according to GoFightingScots.com. Turnovers and strong defense pushed number 15 Edinburgh to 76-53 win at Pitt-Johnstown. So, these ladies, again, I've talked about it on air. Gabe has talked about it at length. Um, This lady's defense um, on their basketball team is just outstanding. I mean, it's like an... They get you in their grasp, and they never let you go. Um, I prefer to call it the anaconda defense, where they just don't let you breathe. They don't give you any type of wiggle room whatsoever. Um, Edinburgh's currently ranked 15th, according to the WBCA Top 25, and is among teams also receiving votes in the D2SIDDA Top 25. That's a poll put out by... Um, Sports Information Directors of America. Uh, So, yeah, so a big game for them. Uh, Just outstanding job for the ladies. They'll return. Okay, now get this, right? So, Edinburgh is ranked, what did I say, 15th? Yep, so they're ranked 15th. They will play host this Saturday. One o'clock in the afternoon, right? There's nothing else going on. 
this Saturday, 1 o'clock, at Macomb Fieldhouse, number ranked, number 14th ranked Cal University comes in to take on your Lady Fighting Scots. 1 o'clock on a Saturday. Guess what, kids? You get in for free with your student ID. I can't make this up. So it's Saturday. It's a 1 o'clock. You guys are going to be awake because you probably already woke up from, uh, woke up like around 11, maybe 12 from uh, your Friday night festivities. I'm not going to allude to what they are or what you may do. I'm not going to presume. That's not what we do here on the morning after. But I'm saying 1 o'clock, you can make that. It's not early. You know what I mean? So you can wake up, shower, get all cleaned up, and roll on over to Macomb. We talk about a few things here, and one of those is having a true college experience, right? This is one of those moments, folks. This is one of those moments when you come out to Macomb, you get with your friends, you pack Macomb Fieldhouse. There's no cover because you have your student ID. They got great snacks available. They have these huge cookies. I swear, they're as big as my head, and they're awesome. They are definitely fat guy approved. I'm telling you right now, they're awesome. I love it. So whoever the cookie maker is, that applause is for you. So come on out, Macomb Fieldhouse, 1 o'clock, pack it. Watch these ladies take on number 14th ranked Cal University because these guys, between Cal and us and one other team, were fighting for the top of the West Division. Like, this is one of those games, it's a deciding game. It will decide who will host um, come playoff time, which, believe it or not, it's not too far away. Like, this needs to happen, guys. You need to get out there, and you need to support this team. These ladies are, are among you. You have classes with them. You see them on campus. So come on out Saturday, 1 p.m., show a little love, and uh, cheer these ladies on to victory. I'm not guaranteeing a victory, but I'm saying it's highly likely, and you guys can help. You can be the deciding factor. Not to be outdone, the men were also in action as they also took on Pitt-Johnstown following the women's game. The men ended up uh, coming from behind in overtime, dominating 87-72 to over Pitt-Johnstown. Uh, standouts in this game include... Of course, Keyshawn Liggins with 29 points uh, had 12 field goals made uh, for a percentage of 66% and played 45 minutes. Jamon Mason had 25 points, had nine field goals made for an average of field goal percentage of 56% from the field, played 41 minutes. Anthony Coleman had 16 points, had Six field goals made for a field goal percentage of 50%. Played 27 minutes. Trey Staunch, who everybody's been talking about lately due to uh, his spot on 24 Sports, being uh, Mr. Athletics this year, had eight points. Had three field goals made. Played 25 minutes for an average of 50%. So the men are also on a tear. Getting off the schneid here. They were on a losing streak, on a two-game losing streak, but they came off of that. This, according to GoFightingScots.com, 
Uh, Anthony Coleman and Jamon Mason scored six points apiece in the Edinburgh's um, uh, men's basketball team. Outscored Pitt Johnstown 15 to nothing in overtime for an 87-72 win at the UPJ Sports Center on Wednesday night. The victory snapped a two-game losing streak, and the Fighting Scots improved to 12-7 and overall, 9-6 and in the PSAC West. Pitt Johnstown dropped to 10-10, and 8-8 in the conference. After losing three games in the final seconds in the last three weeks, the Fighting Scots found themselves in a potentially similar situation late in a tie game. Regulation featured 17 ties and 19 lead changes. Edinburgh took his largest lead of regulation with 60-53, to just over eight minutes remaining. UPJ would go on 11-2 run and retake the lead at 64-62. But Coleman would not the contest at 64-all with a pair of three free throws with 4.45 remaining. The rest of regulation featured the Mountain Cats taking a two-point lead and Edinburgh tying the game. Liggins tied the game at 70-all on a drive thanks to a great blockout by offensive tackle turned forward Trey Staunch with 41 seconds left. Edinburgh got the stop on defense and Mason made two free throws with eight seconds left for a 72-70 lead. And as seen all too often Seen all too often by head coach Pat Cleary in the recent games, Dale Clancy hit a jumper in the paint with two seconds showing. Finally, that basket only to tie the game. So then after that, they go on a big run. The big three came through for Edinburgh, uh, accounting for 70 points. Liggins, the leading scorer in the PSAC, scored 29, added a career-high 16 rebounds for his 12th double-double of the season. He made 12 of 18 field goals, including a three-pointer, which is four or five at the line, while playing 45 minutes. So the men will also take on Cal on Saturday. They will follow the women's game. So they'll come on probably like around 3 o'clock is the scheduled tip-off for that, or the conclusion of the women's game, um, should the women's game go into overtime. That, too, will be at Macomb Fieldhouse. So, again, you're already there for the women's game. Stick around for the guys. I mean, I'm not granted. I'm not the biggest basketball fan. I probably couldn't tell you a whole lot about it. I know it's bad for a sports guy, but it's interesting. It's dramatic. You want to come out and see these teams play again. Macomb Fieldhouse action starts 1 p.m. with the ladies taking on number 14th ranked Cal, and this will be for the lead in the PSAC West Division. The ladies need this division so that way they can host the playoffs right here. On campus. Trust me. You want to be at Macomb. You want to be a part of this fantastic run. You want to be able to tell people years later, I was there. I'm telling you. It's what it's all about. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break right here on 88.9 WFSC Fighting Scots Radio. After the break, we're going to check in on the wrestling team and see what they're up to. And uh, give you what to watch for tonight. As tonight, they take on Lockhaven. So don't go anywhere. This is The Morning After. And we're back right here on The Morning After Sports Show, right here on 88.9 WFSE, Fighting Scots Radio. I am your host, Tubby. And we just recapped uh, the men's and women's basketball team on a tear. As again, as I mentioned before the break, 1 o'clock starts the action Saturday at Macomb. you want to be there. All right, so let's go to tonight. What's happening tonight? Well, your Edinburgh Fighting Scots wrestling team is taking on the Lock, is going to Lockhaven uh, 
to take on their a wrestling team. I'm trying to remember what their mascot is, and I, you know what, I'd look it up, but I really don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just that way, folks. I'm sorry if it ain't Burrow, it ain't worth it, according to me. Uh, look, here's the thing: Lockhaven is a really tough school. Uh, they're ranked uh, nationally. They're ten and two right now on the year. They're one and one in the EWL. Uh, Edinburgh is at three and one in the EWL and five and three overall. Both winning programs, right? Here's the thing: we have uh, ranked guys. They have ranked guys. We got three. They got three. Here's the issue. Our ranked guys are at 125, which is Sean Russell. He's ranked uh, 11th uh, by Intermat and 14th by Flow Wrestling. Corbin Myers ranked 17th by Intermat, <clears throat> ranked 18th by Flow. Billy Miller at heavyweight, ranked 14th by Intermat and 18th by Flow. Right? We know that. We know these guys. Love these guys. Watch them all the time. No big deal. Right? Lockhaven University. Lockhaven has three ranked guys. But their ranked guys are at... Let's see. Uh, 165, which would be Chance Mark Stutler. Uh, he had... Uh, he's, he's from uh, New Park, PA, Kennerdale High School. Um, he's a transfer from Oklahoma State. Um, they have uh, 149, 16th ranked Ronnie Perry, who's at 94 wins right now. He's trying to get the school record or try to go up over 100 wins, which for a career, um, he's the, the lone senior at Lock Haven Bald Eagles. That's their mascot, by the way, is the Bald Eagles. I finally found it. Uh, but anyway, so he's due to get uh, his... Uh, 100 wins. They also have a ranked guy at 141, Kyle Shoup, um, out of Bowling Springs. Bowling Springs, he's a redshirt sophomore. He's at 141. So he'll be taking on, most likely, from our side, from Edinburgh, Nate Hagen, who's a junior who boasts a 10 and 13 record. 38 and 40 overall in his career out of Toledo, Ohio. Toledo Central Catholic. Um, so he'll be facing Kyle Shoup. Ronnie Perry at 149 for Lockhaven. Uh, he'll either take on uh, Jensen Luria or Matthew Dowler. Uh, Luria made his uh, Macomb debut, um, doing an outstanding job at 149, uh, getting the win against George Mason last Saturday. Um, if I were a betting guy, I would assume that uh, Luria would also uh, be going, be one tapped for this match against Lockhaven. Uh, then for Lockhaven at 165 is their ranked guy, number eight ranked chance, Mark Stetler. He'll be taking on for your Edinburgh Fighting Scots, Fritz Hain. Fritz Hain, a redshirt sophomore, ranked 12 and 9 out of North Andover, Massachusetts, North Andover High School, excuse me. Then at heavyweight, we have our number 14th ranked, Billy Miller. But they have a guy by the name of Thomas Haynes, who's ranked 13th. Now, if you don't 
uh, if you haven't listened in or you haven't watched um, over the past couple of years, there's a little bit of a rivalry brewing. Now, it's a friendly rivalry. Don't get me wrong. It's not like us versus that school down south that I hate to mention, okay? It's not that kind of a rivalry. But uh, Thomas Haynes out of Lockhaven and Billy Miller, these guys always clash heads. They see each other two or three times, normally at PSAC's, although Billy Miller this year was unable to compete at PSAC, so Thomas Haynes won the PSAC title there in heavyweight. Um, and then they'll face each other at EWLs, and then sometimes, I think last year they even faced each other at NCAAs, um, but at EWLs last year, and now I want to say, I want to say at PSAC's, and at the dual match, Billy Miller lost to Thomas Haynes. But then at EWLs, Billy Miller beat him to go on to NCAAs. Uh, Thomas Haynes qualified because they took the top two out of EWL for that one. Uh, and then I don't think they faced in the NCAA tournament. I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. Uh, and I'll do so. But uh, So these guys are constantly going back and forth they're similar in size similar in styles they know each other very well um stylistically so if there's a match to watch tonight this is the match now granted you guys know i'm a big homer and i love the big guys i have a big guy crush i like big guys wrestling it just makes sense to me but this is the matchup of the night at 285 thomas haynes versus billy miller so that's one to watch um if you can't be there in attendance I believe this game, this match will be, um, streamed through Lockhaven's site, and you can get there by going to GoFightingScots.com. If you log in through there, they'll have the link right there for you, um, so you can pick it up. This match will not be on Flow, um, as Flow does not have the contract with them. So, that should be pretty good. Um, also, other members to watch. Um, you want to look out for uh, redshirt sophomore uh, Andrew Chalmers um, and also freshman Zach Ansowitz. Um, those two guys have really shown up and done a really good job. Ansowitz uh, getting the win Saturday against George Mason. Chalmers coming out, uh, getting some big wins. Um, also, you want to check out and watch Ty Schofstel, always electric. Um, I'm about to tag him the grandmaster of funk. Um, there's just not a position that he's not comfortable in. Um, also at 197, Dylan Reynolds out of Cambridge Springs, Sagertown High School. Um, should be a really good match uh, for him at 197 as well. So plenty of action. You want to watch that and uh, see if uh, Sean Russell and Corbin Myers can continue their dominance at 125 and 133 respectfully. So that will be online. Um, that you can stream it and listen to going forward uh, to take up your Thursday evening, if you will. So we'll take yet another quick break here on the Morning After Sports Show. Coming back after the break, we'll get into some national news for you. We'll check in and see what's going on with all the Super Bowl hype. And uh, I guess we'll talk a little bit NBA because I'm hearing rumors. I'm hearing things. And it's about Cleveland. And I'm not sure I like it. I'm not sure. But we'll find out right here, right after this on 88.9. 
WFSE Fighting Scots Radio. And we're back right here on the morning after on 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio. So I talked a little bit about it before the break. We'll get into the Super Bowl. Okay, let's just dive right in. You got, on one hand, Tom Brady, right? Arguably the GOAT. Greatest of all time. That's what GOAT means, right? Tom Brady and the lauded New England Patriots, on one hand. Then you got the scrappy, missing their quarterback, Carson Wentz, the Philadelphia Eagles, who are now going to take on the GOAT and the rest of the Patriots with who? Nick Foles. Yeah. They're going to take on probably the most lauded team, complete team ever, with Nick Foles? But there's a chance, folks. Believe it or not, there is a chance. It's not all bad. There's a chance that they're going to be able to pull this one out. Simply because if you look at the numbers, because numbers never lie, versus the Blitz, before the Vikings game, Nick Foles was like 87.9. After? 142.3. Versus pressure. 39.3. Versus the Vikings? 128. Third down. 71. Versus the Vikings? 158. 15-yard plus throws. 23%. Versus the Vikings? 141-4. Meh. Maybe there's some life in the in this old hat after all. Maybe. Maybe Nick Foles. Maybe Foles will be good enough. I mean, shoot, you look last year. The Atlanta Falcons had him dead to rights. Had the Patriots in the Super Bowl dead to rights until their defensive front just gassed. So the question will be, can the Philadelphia Eagle defense have enough in the tank to, to beat Tom Brady? That's all there's to it. You want to beat Tom Brady? Keep him off the field. That's how I'd beat him. Keep him off the field. Keep him to three and outs. Constant pressure in his face. Disguise your coverages. Make him think one thing and then do another. Because he's human, believe it or not. He's human. He can make mistakes. I, I honestly, look, I'm not trying to sell you on a Kool-Aid here, okay? But I honestly believe that there's a legit chance that these scrappy little Philadelphia Eagles can actually walk away with this one. They can. It's possible. But we'll have to see. I mean, we thought that last year, too. We watched it unfold. We thought the Falcons had them. But then Tom Brady and Tom Brady. That's all I can say. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Right? All over the place. And brought him back, and it was the worst upset ever since the Golden State Warriors blew a 3-1 to lead in the finals. Just saying. So, I, I think it's going to be entertaining. I don't know. I guess, like, it, it kind of works one way or the other. Like, you either have, like, a... I don't know why it is, but you either have a really entertaining football game for the Super Bowl 
and really crappy commercials, or you have really good commercials and a really crappy game to watch. Like, it's all one-sided and bleh. Like, who cares, right? So I don't know why that is. I don't know. Maybe somebody will tell me one of these days. But if you have an opinion or you think my opinion is wrong, get at me on Twitter, at GW Schmidt on Twitter. Hashtag the morning after. You can get a hold of me there. Or you can visit me on Facebook, probably like your parents do, Facebook backslash the morning after sports show. All right? Okay. So that's Super Bowl. On to the NBA. So Cleveland Cavaliers, right? My hometown, the 216. Had probably one of the worst Januaries ever. And all I'm hearing is the team's not getting along and nobody likes anybody and me, 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 me. All right, I don't care. I don't care. Right? Also now Kevin Love breaks his hands and now he's out for a while. Um, now everybody's bagging on Isaiah Thomas because he's slow to form. And now I'm hearing that because of free agency, everybody knows LeBron's going to be up for free agency this year at the end of the season. So now I'm hearing LeBron to the Warriors? What? Like, he said he'd actually listen? What? Mm, I don't, you know what? I, I can't hate the guy, to be honest with you. LeBron came home. LeBron did what he promised to do when he was a youngster. He brought a championship home to Cleveland. I don't mind if he leaves again. I really don't. Because Braun got to do for Braun now. He did a solid for us. He got us a championship. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Love you for it. We'll always remember that team. I will remember Kyrie Irving. I don't have any hate for Kyrie Irving. But I will remember Kyrie Irving in that series. I will remember Kevin Love. Heck, I'll even remember Della Dova for his role, right? Love me some Deli. But to let LeBron go and let him go to the Warriors? The Warriors? Ugh. Say it ain't so. I mean, you can go to the Lakers. I get L.A. I mean, you're trying to do your movie thing. You got representation companies now. You know, your brand is expanding, and Cleveland might be just a shoe that's just simply worn out. I get it. I get it. Go out west, young man. Go do you. I mean, you got it. Admittedly, LeBron's getting up there a little bit. He's not going to play forever. And, you know, and if his brand demands him be on, on, the, on the left coast, say let him go. But to the Warriors? Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's like when she breaks up with you and she goes and gets herself like a nastier, scuzzier version than you. You know what I mean? The guy's all out of out of shape. He's got Cheeto dust smeared on his t-shirt. Wearing sweatpants all the time because he can't fit into jeans. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, woman? Like, I get you're not with me anymore, but come on. Have a little self-respect. Oh, I just can't. Fa- I don't know. If he if he ends up signing with the Warriors, I'm telling you right now, folks, you won't hear the three letters NBA 
mentioned from this guy for a very long time, which, thankfully for you, hopefully I'll graduate next December and then you won't have to worry about it. <laughs> See how that works? But no, seriously, I mean, if if he goes signs with the Warriors, I can't. I may have to go back to hating him again, just like when he went to the Heat. I may have to. I just may have to. Also, uh, now that everything's starting to shake out from the Cleveland Indians, uh, releasing Chief Wahoo, this will be his final season on any of the merchandise associated with the team. Um, but leaders of the Native American community say that's not enough. They would like the Indians to also change their name because they find the name Indians offensive. So now they're trying to come up with all kinds of names. Um, maybe go back to the Cleveland Spiders, which at one point was the team's name, maybe. I don't know. I don't really think. I think the Cleveland Spiders was um, associated with um, way back in the day they had an African-American league. That's not what they called it. I'm not going to use the name that they called it because I think it's offensive. But they had an African-American league, and the team from Cleveland, I believe, was the Cleveland Spiders. Um, so they're talking about going back to that, maybe. Oh, what a mess. I mean, I, I will root for the baseball team from Cleveland, whatever they decide to call themselves. No matter how they decide to market themselves, no matter how, what logo they decide to use, I will still root for that team. I will buy merch for that team. I will show up for games for that team. I just hope that they come to a conclusion, one that can make everybody happy, and that we can simply move on from this discussion about how racist my baseball team is and how racist the fans are for supporting said team. And it's kind of hard to explain, and I get... I get the offense. I get where the Native Americans are upset and those with Native American um, bloodlines, how they, how they are upset. I get it. And I get how you're upset. But understand, if, if we can kind of find a common denominator here, can we back it off a little bit, right, and put it aside? Can you look through it through the fans' eyes, right? When they see the term Indians, right, I'm sorry, they don't think about Native Americans, they think Cleveland, right? When they see the Chief Wahoo logo, they think baseball. They don't think Native Americans. Now, am I trying to excuse ignorance here? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm just trying to raise the discussion here. And maybe if both sides stop screaming at one another, maybe we can sit down at the table and we can calmly talk. And try to resolve some of these issues and come out with an outcome that is beneficial to everybody. Just my two cents. Granted, I probably should tell you at this point that the opinions expressed here on the show the morning after do not necessarily reflect those of the University of Edinburgh, this station, or any of its employees. Thank you. But right now it's 940, so you got about 20 minutes till your 10 a.m. class. So time to get a move on. Speaking of getting a move on, I got to get a move on as well. I will be back here next Tuesday morning, 9 a.m., to give you a rundown of all that happened over the weekend and Monday night. 
So we'll have updates from basketball. We'll have updates from wrestling. We'll let you know how the swim team's doing. All of that stuff, plus probably the Super Bowl recap because something outstanding is going to happen that's going to make Tubby go, oh, my God. So you don't want to miss any of that. Right here on 88.9 WFSE, Fighting Scots Radio. Until Thursday, or I'm sorry, until Tuesday. Have yourselves a great day, Burrow.